0: Well, hello and welcome to this new podcast series, Sharing a Piece of Pie, talking about SAP IBP or Integrated Business Planning. I am indeed your host, Jonathan Fogarty, and I have the pleasure of guiding you through some fascinating conversations about how to unlock the secrets of IBP and how it can help your business. Now, whether you are perilously naive like me, or you can see the ones and zeros in the matrix, there will be something here for everyone. Each week, we'll have some fascinating guests to hear real-world use cases of how business is doing integrated planning. But the real star of the show, and joining me each week to help navigate it all the way through, is a chap who lives and breathes IBP. He even sees it in his sleep, the one and only Mr. Mark Golly. Welcome, Mark.
1: Hi, Jonathan. How are you doing? Not sure that it's sleep or nightmares, right? So, mm, different different occasions um, call for different... um, different incidents
0: (laughs) absolutely now mark episode four of the podcast gosh any mid-season highlights you want to mention in case there's people out there that haven't heard perhaps our first three episodes
1: listen i i do there's two um so two particularly stand out for me um i think last podcast or the, the second podcast the reference to kiss right your reference to kiss was just legendary so if you haven't heard it go back and listen to it it's um it's, uh, it's um, something to behold, um, <laughs> and the other one, and the other one was um, the uh, conversation that we had um, with our with our uh, with our mate um, from Denmark um, in Benny um, uh-huh. around um, the use of demand planning and demand sensing. So they were, they were two highlights for me, and no doubt this one will make the highlight real as well.
0: Well, I hope so. And talk about guests, they're absolutely banging the door down to get on the podcast after the overwhelming response we've had from our first few episodes. Now we've got two guests joining us today. We've got Matt McCall and Patrick Weber. Um, we might start, sorry, where do I start with such wonderful guests? Matt, I'll start with you. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, please.
2: Great. Hey, Jonathan. And Hey, Mark, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. I, uh, my name is Matt McCall. I'm the, the global lead for integrated business planning with uh, Syngenta Group, which is a, a global leader in agriculture solutions for farmers. So, um, been in the business now 20 years, and my role really focuses on process and platform ownership for our demand planning and SOP functions in our in our companies. So, uh, done a lot of different things. I've been the user. Of the planning interfaces, I've been supply chain planners and demand planner roles. I've run SNOP meetings at our country levels before, and now I have a global process ownership role. So I've kind of seen a lot of different uh, pros and cons and horror stories of, of, of using planning solutions to uh, to solve problems in uh, demand and supply chain planning. So wow, thank so you for having me.
0: A Pleasure. In the Venn diagram of uh, of guest experience, you are you are crossing off a lot of a lot of the quadrants. So thank you for having us. Um, Patrick Weber, to, to you, my friend, can you introduce yourself to our burging audience? Tell us a little bit about yourself and the role you play in the IBP universe, please.
3: For sure. Thank you for having me on this podcast. My name is Patrick Weber. I'm working for SAP. I'm the product manager for SAP IBP Planning UIs, which comprises the Excel In, but also the Planner Workspaces. And my role is to gather the requirements from all the customers, prioritize them, and create an appropriate roadmap for it. Well, gosh, we've got the absolute
0: source of truth tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, Patrick, and welcome. It's great to have you along. Mark, I'll start with you as always, because I just can't help myself. In every SAP interaction I've had with a customer in the last 20 years, one of the customers, customers' questions I always get is, that's great. Can I download it to Excel? Can I get that data into Excel? I, I spend more of my time talking about Excel than SAP sometimes. I suspect in the IBP world, that's no different. Is it the only place to use IBP? Tell me, what's the story with Excel and the user interface and what do we want to cover tonight?
1: Yeah, so thanks for that, Jonathan. And um, listen, um, as Patrick said, there's two main areas where you can actually use them. Um, um, SAE, SAP, IVP. One is the Excel um, add-in um, as a user interface and the other one is the um, uh, relatively new uh, planners workspace which is um, um, embedded within um, um, IBP. Both of them are used from within the IBP tool but one is um, um, more web-based um, and the other one is Excel-based um, but uh, certainly um, I even had a conversation with a um, potential uh, customer a couple of days ago, um, who actually asked that uh, that exact that exact question: Can you use um, SAP, IVP? Um, can you use Excel? Can it upload from IVP, um, or can it upload from um, Excel into IVP? And I had to reframe their thinking to actually say uh, the X, the front end is Excel. <laughs> And so it was a bit of a um, bit of an awakening to them. So, and and for me, um, as the title of the podcast suggests, that I think whilst um, Excel is universally known as the um, world's most used planning tool, let's not call it the best planning tool, the most um, used planning tool in the world. I kind of can't help but wonder if there's something um, in the, in our future um, that. Um, is better or what the next generation um, of planning user interfaces using AI intelligence um, might actually look like. Right? So, I mean, I'm showing my age here, Jonathan, to say, I'm old enough to remember Lotus 123 <laughs> and <laughs> busy with what, is what you get, right? <laughs> and I remember thinking that it couldn't get much better than that. That was the bee's knees at the time, right? And then Excel come along, right? And Yeah, you don't see Lotus 123 anymore, right? Kind of thing. And I I just think sitting back of of an evening, and and like you said, or in my dreams or nightmares, whichever one you want to call them, are we ready for another generation, generational change of tool? And what will this um, tool look like? And what will it be anchored in? Right? Will it be anchored in the user experience or in the functionality or both? Right? And for me, it'll be actually interesting to hear, um, Matt, your perspective and obviously Patrick being the product donor um, from an SAP perspective, what the current situation is and uh, potentially what your opinion on the what the next generation of, um, um, of planning user interfaces may actually look like and actually deliver uh, for not only the uh, technical community, but also the user community as well.
0: I love it, mate. I also am a dinosaur like you. My resume is still in word perfect, which means no one can open it, unfortunately, (laughs) anymore. Uh, Matt, to you then. But, you know, there are a few more seasoned veterans like me hopefully listening to this. And there is a safety blanket aspect, isn't there, to Excel. And it's known and it's a comfort factor. uh, and, And there's a real understanding of what people can do with that. Has that UI in Excel made it easy for the core planning community in your business, and overall, to, to adopt IBP, surely,
2: absolutely. No, I mean absolutely. We, I mean, we we did a a global uh, implementation of IBP, which means we touched about seventy different business units across the world, right? Different cultures, different um, uh, different ways of working, different business models, right? So there, the, it runs the gamut of localized ways of working, right? And what our attempt to, uh, with IBP was was to try to bring some kind of commonality into that especially in in the systems and the platforms I'll tell you right now without the ability to speak the language of planning in an Excel UI we would have not been as successful with the rollout um, and that was our original uh, position right because we we actually looked at both of the uh, both of the options right going through a web-based user interface because obviously there's a little bit of let's call it sexiness or modernness about, Hey, you know, it's a cloud thing. Let's go, let's go to the browser. Let's work in our browsers. Right. But when we went through and we saw how everyone was working, right. I mean, for me, there were these kind of like six comfort zones. If, If I'm a planner, right. My business is helping planners do their jobs. And as a planner, I mean, Excel, ultimately there were six things in their mind that they said, if you, if you can't do this for us, then it's not going to work. Right. So obviously this the flexibility of Excel, right? You can configure it. The user himself can configure it. It can do calculations. You know, you have VBA add-ins, it can do a lot of stuff that's really flexible and everyone's familiar with it. Every country used it. It was on everybody's computer and they'd been using it forever. So there's a comfort and a familiarity with that, right? Um, I find also they liked the fact that Excel was easy to use, right? You could self-learn. Anyone could go online and figure out how to use it. Um, they didn't have to have, rely on some central training or some repository. They knew how to act. If I wanted to do something in Excel, I knew where to go. I knew how to do it. It was very easy to find out how to use it. But when it came down to it, I mean, our users are planners, right? So their job is to control a, a, part, a part of the, the business. So there's a nature of personal control that the Excel gives you. Right, um, you know, they don't want to rely on someone centrally giving them a solution that limits their ability to uh, to change it, to tweak it, to make it do what they want to do. Um, control the communication of the outputs. Right, I want to put it in an email. I want to put it on a slide. Uh, I want to easily communicate what's going on. And whatever I build personally in there, I get immediate results. Right, so I can build it to the way I want it. When I do, when I change a number, I can see it immediately. Uh, and, you know, that personal control, the immediate results, the ability to communicate the spreadsheet, um, you know, those are things that Excel was the main reason why we went there. And I think those are, it doesn't matter what the planning interface is, um, those kind of six elements have to be preserved, regardless of what, uh, you know, what the solution of the future is going to be, right. Um, but of course, and as a user, you know, that's what I like to do. But in my role, where we're kind of now saying, okay, in this new age of, you know, we need uh, we need common data sets, we need to have some governance and control over things because from a supply and demand chain planning process, we have to have an element of control above all of those individual businesses, right? So the data quality, the single point of truth, um, leveraging information and collaborating above your current, what you're doing, but having the collaboration ability uh, outside of your own planning bubble is is becoming obviously more and more important as we need to be faster and you know and things be more transparent and visible. So, for me, there you know those that element of collaboration is difficult in Excel, quite frankly. And I think that's one of those things that whatever we move to has to overcome the challenges of the collaboration, um, and then still be able to have some sort of local personal control and ownership. But that ability of being able to understand how it works, how to make changes and have it be scalable, that, uh, you know, that you're not creating a bunch of bubbles that, you know, someone moves on to another role. We have a lot of movement and planning roles. So people inherit an old spreadsheet. They don't know how it works. It's not documented how it works. Um, And then they get stuck in their ways of working as well. So that ability to have maintenance and ownership, both locally, but also a, a bit of central control is becoming more and more. Important, so Excel's great, but it doesn't solve all the problems. I think so. I think there is some sort of uh, middle ground for what we could really use in the future.
0: Yeah, I hear you, and look, and it doesn't surprise me that Mark Goll is not the only IVP control freak that I've now met on this journey through uh, the IVP podcast that control and uh, and and with that, some guardrails is pretty important in the work that you guys do, uh, Patrick. I'll bring you in from a product management point of view. I'd love to get your your context on this and your opinion what the key features are actually in your view in the excel front end that that would really make a difference to the planning communities that that, that mark and and matthew have talked to
3: yeah yeah from my point of view there's no simple answer to it because the excel in provides a lot of great features But let me try to answer your question with highlighting two aspects. Um, First of all, I need to agree to the previous speaker regarding Excel. Um, Before I took over my current position, I was a consultant for IBP. So I went to customers, and there was no customer who didn't know Excel and used it really frequently. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's, that's actually the true um, uh, truth. And also, there were lots of customers who actually had the planning data also with an Excel. So not in a system, but there were Excel spreadsheets that we needed to upload to the IDP system later on. So as said, Excel is, is used. Uh, everyone knows how to use it. And there are lots of great capabilities also within Excel. So the associate capabilities like VBA, VBA. Um, highlighting, calculating, and all that stuff. Um, Everything is um, available and can be used also when using the Excel add-in. And secondly, I like to emphasize the flexibility that the Excel add-in provides to visualize the planning data. So the slicing and dicing part, selecting the attributes you want to see, selecting the key figures, adding attribute-based totals, value-based filters, and all that stuff. And there is more to come. And this is, from my point of view, to create capability that we provide.
0: Okay, Patrick, thank you. And I I, I hear that and I'm fascinated by that because, Mark, I'll bring, I'll bring you back in. I mean, I'm sure that Excel is not the panacea for all of the capabilities and all the functionality that, that the end users are talking to. Um, surely there's some scenarios that you can give us examples of where perhaps the end-to-end planning cycle can't be completely supported in the Holy Grail, that is excel.
1: Yeah, and and there is. And let's just take that end-to-end planning example as the example. So, um, and I think what Matt has said is spot on and it's really interesting that I approach this topic with my lens and Matt approaches it with his lens and Patrick approaches it with his lens and no lenses are wrong, right? And they're all right, right? But... Through my lens, I look at it and i go, let's take end-to-end planning as an example. And um, we may be doing it wrong. <laughs> right? I don't think so. right? We're kind of okay at it. Right? But we've got, you know, within an end-to-end planning environment, we've got worksheets. We've got worksheets for demand and one for supply and one for procurement, one for cashing up, one for transport, one for inventory. And I get the, um, I get the reason... Uh, and I get the reason of why we need to have that right but to be honest with you it's actually not a a great user experience because whenever you update something in one of this from one of the worksheets right? um, and you click um, something and you save it right? and, then, and you go to a new worksheet it then has to go and work to update um, with those uh, my in, in our business we call them the three dots of death right um, it's it's, it's updating, right? Um, and depending on system performance, you know, whether it kills over and dies or whether it sends you back the information that you need, right? And then, if the data needs to be transformed, then, yeah, need to run application jobs to run it. And, and and this may not be a function of a limitation of Excel, but a function of the limitation of Excel and SAP IV, and, and IVP, right? So, um, and then, and then, and then it, it, there's a lot of steps to actually get you to what I feel could be something um, um, relatively, or should be relatively straightforward. But it actually takes a person almost a full time job just to run an end to end scenario, to manage the data, to transfer of the data, the sequencing of the data, and and like I said, it's not a great user experience. So I imagine a world, right, um, and an environment where the data seamlessly synchronizes between the worksheets and the application jobs that are run are run intuitively from an AI perspective right? so that your results were waiting for you and that you're not waiting on those jobs to finish um, and you know waste time from a value creation perspective for me that's the type of functionality capability and user experience we need to be uh, working towards and insisting on um, from, a, um, from a user experience um, and adoption perspective. But that's my view, right? So I believe that Planner's Workspace um, that, uh, that Patrick has not long um, um, rolled out and, and is continuing heavy investment in is a step in that right direction. Um, it isn't Excel based, it is web based, right? But my view is, is that what comes after Planner's Workspace, right? So I I hope it's along the lines of the intuitive, um, 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 seamless synchronization and the use of artificial intelligence um, to actually um, um, have that information at your fingertips rather than wait for those dots of death to actually finish um, kind of thing. So I guess that's where I feel as though from a user experience uh, perspective and a scenario, that um, it, it feels at times a little bit clunky, right?
0: Uh, Matt McCall, I'll bring you in. You've just heard, <laughs> Mark, is, is that the ravings of a madman? Is it, um, is it just nir- Nirvana? I no. mean,
2: it seems it's like... Very, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I completely agree with Mark. I think we're at a point now where the familiarity of Excel... Is being outpaced by the new nature of the business problems that we want our planners to focus their time on, right? I think there's a, the familiarity kind of is a double-edged sword in a way, right? Because you get you get used to working a certain way, and our biggest challenge right now, right? We're we're, we're investing heavily in in supply chain digitalization, which is which a lot of major corporations are doing right now. You know, it almost becomes table stakes, right? To to be able to digitize your supply chain so that you have that visibility and speed um, across the network. And be, the biggest part of that transformation is the role of a planner in our business has to change also, right? And when you work in Excel environments, I'd say probably about half your time is spent maintaining your sheets, maintaining the data, uploading information, making sure that it's okay. We don't want them to do that anymore, right? What we What we want a supply chain planning user interface and experience to be is you come in in the day and you have something that has some local ownership, right? So there there still has to be some user design, self-maintaining aspects to this interface, but it really should be structured in a way where I can see my data. I know it's up to date, all the elements of it. Everything behind the scenes has already been seamlessly updated. And when I turn on my my user interface, I immediately have insights, right? So I I know where to look, I have alerts, I I, what do I have to do? Where do I have to spend my time on decisions, on problems? I want the problems identified ahead of time, right? And then it then goes into the action, right? I want to be able to make a change, I want those. Changes immediately, right? I want real time, immediate results, whether that's in some sort of uh, digital supply chain twin scenario kind of thing or in, the live sy- or in the live systems. If I make a decision and I do something, I want to see up and down that that's been done, and I want to see it more than one way, right? I think you need to be able to also have a visualization of it through pictures or graphs or colors alongside straight tables of data. People like to work two different ways. I think that's what the planning workspace is really good about. And I think that's a really good step in that direction where you can combine a, a workspace for a planner that includes, hey, here's some problems you should look at. Here's some key visualizations or metrics that are showing you why it's a problem. And now I can immediately link into the data itself, make corrections, and then I can see results across. I can see my alerts going away. I can see my resolution of my problem visually looking better. Those are gonna be key things. That's, the, that's what we want our users to do. So I think the planner's workspace is a big step um, that way. The one thing for me though, is the collaboration element. Right, I still see that as something that we need to 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 improve in the user interfaces, right? Because not even a local person doing a change impacts people across multiple multiple parts of the business. Whether that's logistics, whether that's the uh, our production planning and our sites, whether that's the regional S N O P manager now saying, "Oh, we've got a new problem because of a, a new planning change that's happened somewhere else." Um, and we have a real reason, a real need, business need to be able to either have commentaries or reasons for change or you know, ha- attached to these things and being able to be viewed alongside the data in a friendly usable format, right? You know, like putting text boxes or comments on Excel is great, but that, that, that's not really, it's more to say almost like a workflow, right? I've done this change, now I see this problem, can you follow up? And having that all in the same environment, mm-hmm. uh, we need to go there. So a bit of like workflows and notifications as well. So this kind of collaboration piece, which I think is the biggest problem with Excel. Everyone can work really well locally on their own data, but to collaborate on that is clunky, right? You got like team spaces and, and common points, but then you know it, once it gets really complex, it becomes really, really hard to maintain and then it quickly becomes too complex to, to be sustainable. So I'd like to see that embedded in the back and a lot more collaboration in that uh, user interface. Ooh.
0: Well, wow. gosh, I wish our listeners could see how animated Mark Golly and Matt McCall are getting as they ideate the <laughs> roadmap in real time. It's um, it's yeah. quite breathtaking, to say the least. Okay, so Mark, look, uh, you've had Excel UI. You've talked about Planner workspaces. Anything more you'd like to uh, just organically add to, uh, to 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 the wish list for Christmas?
1: Oh no, let's just start there, I think, and um, let's see let's see how we how we go. I think um, that's enough to keep them. Um, everyone interested for a little while at least yeah i think um the collaboration is an awesome um is an awesome add to all of that but the intuitive nature is is really where we where we need to be um um, going forward and um and um the challenge is whether excel can provide that or if there's something new and exciting out there yeah um i did a um reviewed an essay online in real time with my daughter yesterday on othello right and she did it in Google Docs kind of thing. So, I don't know, you know, um, apart from the fact that it was as boring as anything, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were able to collaborate from her room to my room, like 15 feet apart, mind you, right, um, in real time. And she could see the changes that I was making. That's gosh, the kind gosh. of thing that we're looking for.
0: The IBP podcast also bringing you Shakespearean reviews of some of his masterpieces. <laughs> We'll pivot, Patrick. I'll bring you in. Um, what's your view on, and, and importantly, what's SAP's view on the next generation in planning? Does it have to be in Excel? You know, what's the strategic direction you see to create this amazing UX that uh, you're hearing these passionate uh, purveyors of IBP want to uh, present tonight?
3: Yeah, um, as we already indicated, we just added uh, the Planner Workspace to the IBP world. Uh, which is already a shift in our strategy. Uh, we need to keep in mind that initially you had to use the Excel in um, and now we have a second UI. Um, I think this is also especially interesting for all the customers who are not using Windows and uh, Microsoft. Um, so customers who want to use just the browser, um, no installation and just using the system as also indicated, it's a cloud product, it should be easy to use without any installation or anything else. So this is, as I said, already a shift in our strategy. And I think we are getting there as to all those interesting aspects. Let me highlight one capability we have now in Planner workspace and we will further enrich it also in upcoming releases. So the integration of custom alerts. Um, It's really interesting now to see the alerts and the planning data side by side in a web environment. Um, And I think this is an important step into having a guided environment for solving uh, problems within your supply chain. So in the end, I'm looking for a planning UI, which guides you through a a problem um, uh, analysis and uh, solving your issues within your supply chain. There shouldn't be just data grids and so on, and the user needs to define filters and so on. So the system should really provide you um, with the data, which is important to analyze and maybe also guide you, and uh, provide, yeah, steps to solve the issue. That's really important, and we are getting there with Planner Workspace. Um, I think this is a really important feature. But still, also the Excel add-in has as that um, uh, the key benefits. In case you are in a project uh, which has a lot of extensibility requirements, I think this is a great capability to use VBA coding and all that stuff. Um, And yeah, in future, we will develop both UIs in parallel. Uh, Both UIs will benefit from the product consolidation. I think this is also an interesting aspect. Um, Yeah, and one additional aspect, which is also quite interesting is, yeah, Planner Workspace is web-based. And we want to tightly integrate with other apps and features we already have in IVP. So there shouldn't be a need to jump between different apps um, based on the modules you have implemented. Planner workspace should be DUI, um, and the planner should have all the capabilities and features available in this UI. So as said, no need to jump between different applications, but also jumping between different systems, um, which is our keyword, synchronized planning, also an interesting aspect we are currently working on. So this is our strategy and how we envision uh, planning in IVP in in the upcoming releases.
0: Well, thank you, Patrick. I mean, that sounds like a clear uh, and a really strong vision, and we really appreciate your time. So, Matt, to you, kind of last word. I'm hearing that IBP and planning as the user base and the questions we're asking this tool get more sophisticated. The UI and the way we work with it needs to get more sophisticated. But I'm hearing lots, of calls for optimism and hope. Uh, this tool is going to be around uh, for a lot longer is the sense I'm getting.
2: Yeah, no, and I think, I think the development of the the UI in on the browser, right, the planner's workspace is exactly the direction we need to go. Um, moving away from standalone solutions on people's laptops to a a fully collaborative environment, right? Um, Sharing uh, common data back and forth and being able to essentially do that data insight action, right? That's what what should drive the experience. And I think having the ability to look at different elements in the same environment um, is the right step. So I look forward to the continuation of, you know, the, the real time changes, the collaborative stuff that um, and connecting the people together across that interface as well. Um, and we can't ignore the access, right? I think in the future, having an Excel spreadsheet on your laptop is not the way people are going to want to work. They're gonna, For us, we have sales reps in the field and in farm, at farmer shops, and to be able to interact with the plans um, live is, is, is going to be required, right? So having access to um, what they can do in Excel, but having it right on your smartphone, I mean, that's, that's the way it's got to go. So I think we're, we're going in the right direction for sure.
0: Fantastic. Mark, last word to you as always, my friend, uh, no Shakespearean tragedy. Some of these plans may last the test of time as well, but it, it sounds like the work we do today is uh, is really going to set up the users, not for the next six months, but well beyond. And, and these new changes are really going to be a foundation stone for, for the next generation of IBP acolytes, dare I say
1: yeah absolutely and and thanks Jonathan. Uh, huge firstly a, a huge thank you to Patrick and for for taking the time um today. um I really do appreciate it. It's been an awesome conversation. I think there's just one thing that I'd probably say um in in relation to the guided decision making. I want to push that just even a little bit further to actually have that um let's make it let's take it from guided to recommended, right kind of thing so um so even if we get to the guided stage which is a big step from where we are now let's take it to the recommended stage whereas again it then unlocks the value chain planner right into more of that value creation um um um, and based on machine learning and ai so that would be the only challenge that i actually have but um, in terms of excel ui in terms of next generation we're already there starting with it with planners workspace the connectivity the collaboration and things like that are all um are all starting to get there and and that's where i think the biggest investment um is is going to be without leaving the excel ui behind kind of thing um but i still i and and for me i'm still really interested in not the next six months, not the next one year, not the next two years, not the next three years. I'm interested in what it looks like in the next 10 years. Right? Because our ways of work, the way we live, the way we, the way we work, isn't going to go back to pre-pandemic levels. Right? We're in a new way of work now. So the tools have to meet those needs uh, rather than um, the, the old, um, old school needs or old or pre-pandemic needs. So um, congratulations to Patrick and the SAP team for taking that bold initial step in terms of planners' workspace. Um, But I'm also curious and hungry to know what's next.
0: Brilliant. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Sadly, that is all we have time for on this episode on sharing a piece of pie, the SAP IBP podcast. I must thank our guests, Matt McCall. Matt, thank you for joining us tonight. Hope that was okay for you.
2: Wonderful. No, it was a great conversation. I, I echo what Mark said. I look forward to the next the next phase of coming in and turning on my IBP system and that it's already telling me what I should do. I'm looking, exactly. I'm looking forward to that day. You know, <laughs> but thank you for having me on. It's been great. A, Thanks for the
0: privilege and a pleasure. Patrick Weber to you. Thank you for coming on our IBP planning UI product manager. Patrick, we really appreciate your time. And more importantly, we appreciate the work that you and your team are doing. And so we thank you for all of those things.
3: Thank you. And thank you also for all that interesting aspects.
0: Brilliant. Mark Golly, no thanks to you because you get enough pie as it is, but uh, enjoyed your time as (laughs) always.
1: Too much pie. So Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you, um, everyone. Really appreciate your time and your um, input. And it's been remarkable once again. So, again, highlight reel
0: brilliant so that is all we have time for on behalf of all of my guests and mark golly my name is jonathan fogarty it's been a privilege to bring you sharing a piece of pie the sap ibp podcast until next time stay curious stay kind be good to each other have fun happy planning and until next time on behalf of all of us